Hello, and welcome to Just Like Other Girls. I'm your host, Shannon Fiedler, and this week I am just like other Swifties. Yeah, that's right. This week we are talking about the queen, Taylor Swift. In honor of her announcement last week at the VMAs that there is a new album coming out, Midnight's very excited for that. You know, I thought I always knew I was going to do an episode of the show entirely dedicated to my favorite artist of all time, Miss Queen Taylor. And I was waiting for the right time to do it. Once I heard last week that there was a new album coming out, I thought, all right, now it's time to look back at all the past albums and, and talk about which songs are the best, which albums are the best, which eras and moments and pop culture experiences are also the best. So that's the plan for today. We're talking, like I said, all things Taylor Swift. I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. I probably too much. I Right now I'm even wearing my, my folklore sweatshirt that Pat got me for his first birthday gift to me was Taylor Swift themed because he knows what's up and that's why I decided I would marry him. But that's honestly, I want you to know it's dedication. I'm wearing a folklore sweatshirt and it is 81 degrees in New York City. So that is how much I'm committed to the cause of Taylor Swift. In my mind, she can almost do no wrong. She is so talented in so many different ways. Her her music is so emotive. It can be fun. It can be heartbreaking. It can be make you think. It can be story driven. It can be just a bop that you want to put on on a dance floor. And lyrically, I don't think anyone can can hold a candle to her. I I tend to gravitate toward songs where the lyrics are the most important part. And I think that's, I mean, you look at any Taylor Swift lyric and it's, it's poetry and it's, and I know some people are going to like maybe roll their eyes at me, but I honestly think at this point, it's kind of, you almost can't, you have to, you have to acknowledge whether you like her or not. And if you don't like her, I just don't understand. That's like kind of an unfathomable concept to me. But even if you don't like her, I think she has gotten to that point of being an icon where no matter what, you have to acknowledge that she's good. And the other thing I think that's so impressive about her is beyond being just this incredible artist, she also has created these worlds, right? Like each of her albums is a chapter in a story and it has its own era and its own vibe and its own story that it's telling. And obviously Miss Swift is known for her Easter eggs and her teasing. And that's why the Midnight's announcement was so exciting. There's a lot to it that is really interesting. And I I think there are sort of like two kinds of Swifties in this world. There are people who love her music and there are people who should consider getting a job for the FBI because the people that I follow on TikTok who can decipher these Easter eggs, I mean, it's stuff that I wouldn't even take a second look at. People be like, she used 10 exclamation points in this tweet, which means the title of TS10 has to be, I'm like, what? Maybe she just, maybe the exclamation point key got stuck on her keyboard. And she just like, like that to me, basically what I'm saying is I am not one of those Swifties. I say I'm so grateful for the people who are because they are doing all this sleuthing for me and they are finding out the information that I am dying to know that I personally do not have the skills or the ability to find out. Like when people were like, there's another album cover written in graffiti on the video of the man. I was like, I honestly didn't even notice that the album titles were written. I was just like, oh, that's a funny video. Taylor plays a boy. That's really cool. So I, I am really grateful to the people. Like I am amazed at Taylor Swift for her ability to play a long game. Uh, That girl can tease things out. I can't keep a secret to save my life. So I would have released the names of all my albums. Like the day I would be like, just named it. Here it is. This girl, this incredible artist, she's just like, oh, I make plans. She just said on Fallon recently. And again, I know this from TikTok that she plans things three years in advance. And that is, is like galaxy brain to me. I don't know how she's doing that. And she does it so effortlessly and seamlessly. So that's like, you got to own that, right? You got to hand it to her. She's, she's pretty amazing. But like I said, I am not one of those Swifties. I do not have that ability. So 
if you guys are and you want to share your theories with me, I will eat that up with a spoon. I want to know the theories. I want to know. But I will say they do get my hopes up sometimes. And I was like, there have been many Fridays that I believed I was getting a new Taylor Swift album. And lo and behold, I did not. And I went into like many states of just like utter sadness for the whole weekend because I was waiting for a Taylor Swift release. So it's a dangerous game to play being Swifty. It's an emotional roller coaster, but one that we're here for. And so I was looking a lot at the Taylor Swift albums for, to, for this. I wanted to, here's the thing. I want to rank these albums, but I haven't already ranked it in my head. I'm going to do it live. So that could go tragically, or we can figure out some fun things along the way. But I wanted to sort of figure it out and talk through it. You guys could hear my process if, you, if that's interesting. But I wanted to figure it out live on air with you guys. But I was trying to think about why I like Taylor Swift so much. And I think a lot of people have sort of become fans of Taylor Swift or not become fans, but like there was a period of time where people maybe weren't giving her the credit she deserved. She obviously faced, I'm not going to get into it here because I don't like to get political, but she obviously faced a lot of difficulty from the media uh, and she overcame it because, again, she's a badass and an icon and someone I look up to. Uh, but I think if I look back, I I am at this really cool age of not being much younger than than Taylor Swift, where I got to grow up with Taylor. And I, weirdly enough, I feel the same way about Harry Potter. <laughs> like the way that the Harry Potter books came out and why I think it's like very special to be a millennial take that. I said it. Being a millennial is great. But we got to grow up with Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter and I graduated high school at the same time and we were little kids together. And when he was snogging in the hallway for the first time, I was also being like, should I kiss a boy? It was very something that we got to be in that experience together. And I feel the same way about Taylor Swift because when I was in high school and debut came out and Fearless came out and she was writing, I'm only me when I'm with you about she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts, she's in the captain and I'm, or she's cheer captain and I'm in the bleachers. Like that resonated with me. That was my life right then. I was also thinking about bleachers and we didn't have a cheer team because I went to boarding school. Um, yes, Connecticut girl in real life coming through. But those things that she was singing about, those first breakups, the idea of like seeing someone with another girl around town, like I related to that. And then I went through my first heartbreak in the Speak Now era, and I hope everyone goes through a heartbreak and listens to Speak Now. And yes, I am wishing heartbreak on every single person because being heartbroken and listening to Long Live while like sitting on a tile floor in a bathroom, I mean, that is an experience that everyone should have. And it's something that in the moment might feel, you know, heartbreaking and not great. But you come out the other side and you're like, wow. That was cathartic and beautiful. I mean, and then and then you get to track five. You get to the Dear John on that album, and you were like, I am never going to recover. I will live this for the rest of my life. And it is, it's iconic. It is really, it's a special moment when you can listen to speak now when you're feeling very, very lost and alone in the world, especially if you're like under 21. Like if you're, if you're maybe over 21, maybe then you need more of like a folklore kind of album. But I do believe if you are in high school or college going through a breakup, take a day with Speak Now, listen to the album through, scream it, sing it, do whatever you need to do. But I went through that with her. And then again, I was in college. She released Red. Those were some bangers. Those were some frat party hits. Again, I didn't go to a school that was cool enough to have frats. I went to a liberal arts school, but we did have parties. And listening to I Knew You Were Trouble which like, I'm sorry, you walk into a college party, every single person you look at, you can say that sentence about. You could be like, I knew you were trouble when you walked in because you're a college boy. You are inherently trouble. There is nothing else that you can be. So those songs came out at the right time for me then and I got to relate with her. Then in an amazing turn of events, she released Welcome to New York the year that I moved to New York and I felt like she released it for me obviously. And I would run along that East River path and I would listen to that album and put Welcome to New York on and look at the Empire State Building. And I was like, I, I've made it. I'm living the dream. 
And then again, like, you know, we, I continued to grow up with her, like now as a a 30 year old and, and she's releasing folklore and evermore, these songs that are narrative based. There's no other way to put it. Like listening to folklore and evermore is like watching a movie and they're introspective and they, they sort of look back at the songs that she wrote when she was in her youth and they look forward to, there are characters that are 20, 30 years older than me in those songs. But I think if I had heard that song at 17, you know, if I had heard Ivy at 17, it would have meant nothing to me, but hearing it now, I'm so enthralled by it. And I'm, I'm interested in music telling me a little bit more than like your heartbroken, you should say this or like, you know, it's funny. And I think she probably experienced that too. Like she was growing up and going through these motions. And that's why I think it's funny to look back and hear all these interviews where people were like, well, if you don't break up with a guy, are you ever going to be able to write a song again? Of course she was. She is a musical genius. But even more importantly, like, I'm sorry, when you're 19 years old, there is nothing more important than a breakup that you're going through. That is just what you are living. Like you're you're experiencing these feelings for the first time. Anyway, I'm getting really like deep and and emotional and introspective about my experience with Taylor Swift. But I genuinely think like getting the chance to grow up with her and her voice matures, her lyrics mature, the themes mature, the songs get more complex. I, as a listener, feel ready for that. And so I think it's really been special. I have just this utter respect for her as an artist and as someone I am a writer, a very different kind of writer, although here's a fun Shannon fact. If I could be anything in the world, it would be a songwriter. But I I love listening to what she can do with words and how she can turn a phrase in a way I've never heard it said before, how she can describe a feeling that I've had multiple times and never thought to put it into those words. I just have, okay, here's when I went to see the Reputation Stadium tour, which was like top 10 experience for sure. I went with a group of my friends and my friend and I had, <laughs> first of all, it was like pouring rain. It was like a whole experience. It was a group of like 14 girls in a limo going to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Like everything about this was extra and stupid and ridiculous. And we get there and she comes on stage. If you haven't watched the Reputation Tour on Netflix, stop listening to me and go watch it. Like it is worth your time. And she comes on, she makes this iconic entrance. There's like a snake, like everything is unreal. And I just started truly sobbing, like crying. And my friend, my friend Ma looks over at me and she was like, are you okay? And I literally through tears was just like, I'm just so happy for her. But I was just unbelievably happy for her that that many people, that stadium full of people liked her enough to be there. And then more importantly, knew the lyrics. They knew the words that she had written. And I think as someone who works in words, someone who syllables are my stock and trade, the idea of that many people loving, memorizing, connecting to something that you wrote is so unbelievably powerful that to witness it at a show And then to also just like have the time of your life, like with the glowing bracelets and like you're drinking a beer and it poured that day and like Taylor Swift is there. Like all of that was so overwhelming to me that it literally moved me to tears. So that's why today I decided to do an entire episode on Taylor Swift. And so what I, what I want to do now is, is, uh, you know, open the floor, invite anyone to call in who wants. Um, my friend Alexa is going to call in. We're going to talk about albums together because she is also a Swifty and I love her perspective. Um, but I want to talk about the favorite albums. All right. Here's Alexa. She's popping in. All right. Alexa, are you there? Hi. Hi, Alexa. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Guys, this is my friend Alexa. She lives in LA, so three hours away from me. Um, but girl knows her Taylor Swift. I do. And I, I do want to say that you have forced me to take another look at midnights and my theories. And I have a lot to say. Okay, good. Cause I, I don't have the theories, so I want to hear them. So I'm really excited. Okay. Um, so first off, I want to say, if you look at the cover album art, 
for for Midnight's. There's four albums, for four covers, right? Right. Each one has the colors gold, red, and blue in them. Okay. So those are Fearless, Red, and 1989. Is that part of the theory? Okay. No, not necessarily. It's. I think. I think we should look at. those colors and how she's utilized those colors throughout her albums. Oh, see, this is what I'm telling you. In order to be one of these Swifties, you have to have like a literary degree. Like, okay, all right. I have a degree in Taylor Swift. Okay. I mean, I wish that was what my BA was in. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, looking at some older quotes, deep blue, but you painted me golden. The shape oh of your body is blue. Oh my gosh. Losing him was blue, but loving him was red. Oh. I always thought love would be burning red, but it's golden. So I think that we're going to see red to blue to golden. And I think we're going to see the kind of those 13 sleepless nights going from those colors of like anxiety chasing the guy so many like so many things that like red will bring but then yeah. that golden of like being with calvin harris thinking that that was or or with tom hiddleston like right. those, and then the blue is joe obviously i mean we all know obviously. that um, that's so interesting <laughs> well, blue eyes, you know oh my god i know and is was well, not the color of a shirt at the yogurt shop Oh, this that's is green. This that's is green. Me. Oh, green. God damn. No, but I got to tell you, Daylight Daylight is actually, I was going to say, I think it's one of the most underrated Taylor Swift songs. I think that song is Same. beautiful. And that I particular agree. line, like, really, like, speaks. Like, I always thought love yeah. would be burning red, but it's golden. Like, yes. I have chills right now. I just got chills. I know, right? Like, it's just, it's so true. Like, I feel like you think, until you're in a relationship, that is, you think relationships are supposed to be, like, fiery and term like tumultuous mm-hmm. and like this red of passion but like love is not not that love isn't passionate but it's very anyway and now right. i'm just talking about love in general but i think that <laughs> line and like the yeah. self-referential of like red obviously obviously okay red okay, lips. so i'm you know yeah and the other thing too that i like about that theory that you just said is like i think a lot of people are saying are these songs going to be because she says 13 nights throughout my life yep um and so people are like, oh, is it going to be like mix and match vault tracks? But I kind of mm. I kind of don't think it is. I don't think I so. I think she's just going to tell stories from. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you're aligned on that. I don't think so. But I also think there's a lot with also the, the light, the lighter on mm. the cover with like, I struck a match and blew your mind. I think oh, yeah. there's a lot with the f- telephone where Joe Jonas broke up with her on the phone. Kanye West with the phone call. I think that's going to be so, yeah, very... Girl knows her symbols. This is, I actually have like notes in front of me that looks like a serial killer, like trying to find like, oh my, honestly, I love it. This is, Um, I, when I heard that NYU had a class on Taylor Swift, I considered trying to audit it. Like I think this is what I was made for is to like, look at these lyrics and be like, this symbol refers back. Oh, yeah. This is all all in my head. I like that. Okay, so we got the blue. So, wait, I have a question. The blue is at the end of the journey? Interesting. So, blue is not like sadness. Well, she does say, what's the, uh, I'm going to forget the song, but like the one where she's like, no other sadness in the world would do. Don't want Mm -hmm. no other shade of blue but you. Like, that's another powerful the shape quote. of your body is blue oh my god yeah which is all about joe right um, oh my god cool interesting but i also want to note that midnight so taylor is obsessed with time right she talks True. about 2 a.m a lot she talks about middle of the night she also talks about midnight a lot she talks mm-hmm. about sleep six night. times to be exact which one? She referenced. Okay. Well, I can tell you after, but she okay. references midnight six times. I, I wrote down all six quotes because I also took notes like a loser. Okay, well, I have. Okay. So, yes, midnight was six times. Middle of the night is also about seven times. 
And even like Mary's song, one of her first songs talks about 2 a.m. riding in your truck. So I think we need to get Taylor Swift some melatonin, first and (laughs) foremost, (laughs) and make sure that she gets some sleep. But maybe not. Maybe I, I need these songs. So maybe we need to like buy her just cases of Red Bull and just be like, never sleep again. Yeah. So one way or the other. Okay. So she's got a lot of time references and they are, you know, 3 a.m., 2 a.m. You do hear those numbers a lot. Yes. And I think it's interesting to to talk about also in My Tears Ricochet, talking to Scooter Braun, and when you can't sleep at night, you hear my stolen lullabies. So it's not that she can't sleep. I think she's wishing you know, that kind of anxiety on people that have done her wrong as well. Yeah, I got to say, I love, she says it herself in a song, Taylor Swift is not above revenge. And I kind of love that. Yeah. It's funny, I don't have that in me. Like, I'm not a grudge holder. But my mom, who's like, obviously my favorite (laughs) person in the world, woman can hold a grudge. And I got to say, I respect it. And I see it in Taylor Swift that like, she's not, you do her wrong, goodbye. You are yeah. on her show. Yeah. I mean, she even, there's like that, oh God, again, I know, I guess I do know more than I thought. But in that Katie Couric are. interview, she's like, you don't have to forgive people. And I'm like, yes. Like, that's a lesson I should learn. I know. For myself. Same. Yeah. And she said wow. she'll go out of her way to prove a point. Yeah, it's true. She will <laughs> announce, like. she will announce her album on the 13th anniversary at the same location that Kanye West stole the microphone from her. In a similar dress. It's pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. It is. It is. I mean, this is also calculated. Um, Oh, yeah. Nothing is by accident. That's for sure. Nothing. No. It's, I'm really, and it's also, sometimes I like the fan theories. I'm like, if she's not doing it, she should, because these are pretty impressive. Yeah, because she waits people come out with fan theories and it's like, oh, shoot. Uh, we got to get a meeting on the books because I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like I, sometimes people say things and I'm like, well, she should do that. It's no. pretty impressive. All right. Are there any more theories? You know, I just, um, I think it's, I think we're going to go along for a ride from the very beginning to now. And I think we're going to yeah. see, you know, what happened with her quote unquote downfall. I never went against her, obviously. Same. But I think there's, there was a lot of anxiety there, a lot of sleepless nights. And I think we're going to get those kind of like pivotal moments in her life um, for on this next album. I do too. I'm pretty excited. And And I think there's something interesting, like you're up late at night when you're upset and also when you're happiest, like it's such an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, and I think there's also with like she can't really be seen out and about. So maybe her oh. personal <gasps> moments are when she's asleep in in her dreams or when she can't sleep. Like those are her most vulnerable moments where That's no one cool. else is around. That's really cool. But, I know, never just thought about thought. that. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thought. Yeah, Thank she you. says, for those who are curious, she says midnight six times, according to the internet. I did not I did not fact check this. I just read it on a website. So I have that I'm sorry as if well. it's wrong. Yeah. She says it in well. she says it in 22. So this was my like ranking of them too. Like in 22, she says it feels like the perfect night for breakfast at midnight, which is like fine. That's like an inconsequential use of the word midnight. I think it just rhymed and, and worked in that moment. But then it starts to get, it gets really moody after that. Like in style, she says, midnight, you come and pick me up, no headlights. That song has yep. a vibe to it. There's an emotion there. You are in love, which is a great song. And she said, this is again, I'm talking about like when you stay up late because you're happy. She says, small talk, he drives coffee at midnight. And I just like that one I love. I'm like the idea of having coffee at midnight with someone because you're falling in love with them. That's so like pure. Um, yeah, that one. She says it in New Year's Day, which I think is my favorite when she yeah. says, I want your midnights. Like that's just yeah. such a – what a beautiful way to say you want to spend the rest of your life with someone. I know. It's just like, man, she knows how to say – she knows how to say things using words we all know. Like, she never uses like, words that I need a thesaurus. Never. You can see that she's using the word midnight as a, you know, 
a euphemism for things all from like 22 to style to you are in love right. New Year's Day, like last great American dynasty happiness. Like yeah. I think we're going to go along the ride from when speak now came out yeah. to present day. And I think, I think it's so all too. together and we're going to be able to pick things apart that had to do with all of these albums. I agree, which is a great segue. If you want to stay on Alexa, you don't have to, but I want to, I want to go through the album ranking um, yeah. if you're down. Okay. I'm so I'm going to tell you guys what came back from my, like I said, my very scientific Instagram poll uh, in the order of albums. And I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised. I was a little surprised. Okay. So I don't want to say last place because every album is amazing. <laughs> I Like I will not say anything is bad that Taylor Swift does, but the ones that, tied for the least favorite um were debut and speak now and i have to say i like i get it it's a younger sound it's a younger taylor i I would never disparage these albums like they brought us great songs actually speak now is a very special album to me so i was shocked to see it Mm. this low but i got i understood debut like you know first one obviously it's a great album but she only gets better you know um then after that was fearless which I think isn't like, are we talking? Because we got it now. We have to take into account the Taylor's version of it all and the vault right. songs. Right. So we had Fearless, then tied, or let's see. So I guess that's like in seventh place because we tied for nine, was nine and eight. And then um, in a tie for like fifth and sixth place was Lover and Evermore, which I was kind of surprised yeah. to see Lover that low. After that, we had. Reputation, mm-hmm. and then tied for second place was Folklore and Red, and then like a staggering first place, like far and away the leader was 1989. And I gotta say, wow. you'll love to see it, but I was surprised. I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, I I was shocked, and I also like Folklore had over double the amount of votes of Evermore. Yeah, which I also thought was interesting. Well, I feel like Folklore had such a great timing when Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of depressed and (laughs) like we needed that. We all needed that album to get through the day. And a lot of people that didn't listen to Taylor Swift started with Folklore. That's true. And it was a gateway drug. Yeah, that was a perfect gateway drug to this woodsy heaven. And, um, I, I, you know, I don't love Lover sometimes. Yeah. Okay. That's I interesting. I don't love Lover. I think Red is the thing that I felt the most connected to at the time. And now it's definitely probably folklore. So I have a super unpopular opinion that I oh think goodness. I'm going to shock the airwaves with. Oh, <laughs> um, I feel like I people might unfollow me after this. Red is my least favorite Taylor Swift <gasps> album. Okay. I wow. Know. Okay, well, and I want to preface this, but I want to also say, but my favorite Taylor Swift song, bar none, is All Too Well. Before the 10-minute version, like, that was always my favorite. So it was, like, this weird dichotomy of, like, least favorite album, favorite song. And I think also, now that we have the Taylor's version of it all, the Vault songs on Red, I love. Like, nothing new. um, Oh. I bet you think about me. Nothing new, particularly that song. And then Babe, that which, you know, amazing. I loved it when Big Machine or whatever, the Big other. Thank you. When they when they sang it. And then, yeah, what else is on the vault on that one? I mean, all too well, the 10 minute version is uh, now like my <laughs> the favorite, the best song in the world of all time. I know. Oh, and, and Better Man. I mean, that song yes. also just like that song gets it. But okay, so the thing that I think about Red, like, I don't know, I guess I I didn't listen to Red as intensely as I listened to Speak Now and 1989, which are on the opposite sides of it. Yeah. I think I liked, because to me, Red was so much, okay, here's another interesting theory I have. I feel like Taylor Swift almost exclusively releases singles that are definitely not the best songs on the album but by I, a long I shot. I agree and I'm so upset about that. Why do you think that she does that? 
I don't, part of me is like, I, I really don't know. Part of me is like, does she think it's her? Because like I have, when I think about my own stuff, right? I have jokes that I love that never get laughs and I'm, I'm just never going to take them out because I'm like, yeah. I love this joke. So I'm like, maybe, maybe they're her favorites. I think maybe like they're going for like, what's going to play on the radio. Yeah. But I don't know if, and like, I feel like we didn't, she didn't release singles with Folklore and Evermore. She just dropped no. the album. But I mean, Lover. Now, and I love Lover. Lover is is a top three. Are you going to say what me. you going to say? I'm sorry. That's not me. And again, yeah. far be it for me to say anything bad about Taylor Swift. And, and I just was shocked that that was the release. It was very upsetting. I remember a sleepless night from that release. Um, <laughs> a midnight, if you will. Midnight. Um, I couldn't sleep that night because it was so bad. I just and was so surprised by it. Yeah. And then when it actually went on to the album, they took out the part about like selling. selling is fun. Yeah. Like, was that was also interesting? interesting. You know what? I, I let you get the single out and I'm taking out the spelling now. I actually think if it wasn't released as a single, I might have liked it more. Because it's just like, it's almost yeah. campy. Like, it almost feels yes. like camp. Yes, yes. But it also, uh, to me, it doesn't feel like it fits in with, the rest of that album is like a, a dream. Like, that album yeah. feels like, and that song is so like, I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, You Need to Come Down also feels like it doesn't fit in with that album, but I like that Agreed. song more. Agreed. So I'm like, fine. But... Anyway, and back to my Cruel Summer is the best song from Lover. Cruel Summer. I love that song. Yeah. Cruel Summer, that is like, again, I've been trying to think about like what my top five Taylor Swift songs are. And it's just so hard to pick because she spans so okay. many genres and moods. But like Cruel Summer has to be up there. And 100%. I, think, top I also five. think I love, and I've learned from TikTok that I am in the unpopular opinion yet again. I think I forgot that you existed is the best opening track. Like I love that song. <laughs> I listen it's to it cute. all the time. Yeah. You know, I think it's like what mood you're in. I, exactly. I really tend to go for the more like heart wrenching, drinking my your yeah, my yeah. husband's wine, like so good. Those twisted tennis courts, like that's what oh, I yeah. want now. I'm in my 30s. I want to hear about infidelity. I want to hear about, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, totally. I don't really care about Kanye West or fair. Spelling. Totally so, fair. You know? Totally. I agree. And I think, honestly, I think that's kind of why Red didn't do it for me. Because I feel like Red was Taylor's first, mm. first foray into, like, I want some radio hits. I remember seeing a clip of her talking about Shake It Off, and she's like, all I ever wanted was a song that people would dance to in the club yeah. or in the bar. Which, yeah. like, Shake It Off, iconic. Like, if you don't play yes. that at your wedding, yes. why did you have a wedding? Right. But I, I think that, like, it took until Shake It Off for her to get that, and I think she yeah. was experimenting with that. And when I think of Red, I think of those tracks. I think of the We're Never Getting Back Together, 22, I Knew You Were Trouble, which I like all of those songs, but they weren't scratching the Taylor Swift itch for me. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, like I, I remember, like when I heard those songs for the first, I've like grown to like them more. And again, it's like the the moment, right? Like if I'm going on a run or like driving yeah. and trying to stay awake, like we are never getting back together on again and again and again. But when it came out, I was like, this does not make me want to cry. So right. I don't want it. No, no, it doesn't. But I, I think that's the beauty of the Taylor Swift genre is that, yeah. It really depends on where you are in your life that when totally. you hear this music, if you are in a great relationship and happy and like, it's going to hit you differently if you're going through a breakup or you're feeling insecure or. 100%. But it also like, you can go back to a song from six years ago. And first of all, you might know exactly where you were when you heard it or, oh, what, yeah. you were thinking or what you were going through, but it also, it, the meaning changes as your life changes as well. That's such a good point. It's actually funny. I didn't think about this until you just said that, but like each one of these albums, there is a very distinct location that I mm. picture myself listening to that album. Like Me I too. picture myself. That's so interesting. Like I picture myself listening to love like story. Of your life. Right. 
and it's just, yeah, that's really interesting. Like I, and I'm, I listened to 1989 every single place I went for like a year, just that album through. But I can only, when I hear those songs, I just see myself running on the East River. Also, I just want to preface this podcast for whatever. It makes it sound like I I am not a runner. I just want to be clear. (laughs) I do not run a lot. I don't know why that keeps coming up, but apparently if something's going to get me to run, it's Taylor Swift. She's the only one who can do it. I know. I totally agree. And I think that's, she speaks to everybody. She She does. She really does. She does. But I gotta say, people opened up to her. Oh my God. Same. I like, there was a point and you know, she, again, she's so self-referential in her songs. Like who's Taylor Swift anyway, or, you know, like this mean that whole song, people really hated on her. Yeah. And I just, I'm so glad that we're past that as a society. But I hate that. I mean, I think in some ways it gave her such great music. Oh my God. Yeah. Through that, we wouldn't have gotten reputation. Oh my God, we, no. And we would have gotten reputation. I think gets a bad reputation. Honestly, <laughs> I think that album, like I was going again, I was going through every single song and every out. Al- that album is almost a no skips album for me. And I wish I could say that every oh, Taylor yeah. Swift album was a no skips album because I again love her so much. But yeah. there's always a song or two that I'm like, eh, I don't need. Like I'm. It's fine. I don't need to hear it again. Yeah. There is very, I think the only song on Reputation that I tend to skip is So It Goes. Every other song on that album is a bop. So I don't agree with you. (laughs) Okay. Fight me. Tell me why. I want to, I want to prove me wrong. When Reputation first came out, I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's things I love about it, like getaway car, dress, dancing with her hands tied, but like sometimes gorgeous, like mm-hmm. it's so juvenile sometimes. Like That's you're true. so gorgeous. I can't say anything to your face or like, don't blame me. Love me. me. Some of the lyrics for me felt dumbed down. That's true. I, I, I like when they're more intricate and more like figuring it out. I some of I just I didn't love Ready for it. I didn't love Look what you made me do. That's fair. Look what you made me do. Again, it's it's another case of taking one of the middle tier songs on the album and releasing it as the yeah. announcement. And Ready it's for re- it with the music yeah. video. It's like why are you yeah. on a boat? Like And also those two songs have such a distinct vibe. Like they yeah. sound the same. And the rest of the album doesn't sound like that. But yeah. when those were the two songs that were released, I was like, all right, we're getting, we're getting this. And you yeah. kind of don't. I know. I also, and then, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 you go. I was going to talk about dress for a second. Oh, I mean, great song. That was her, the beginning of sexual Taylor. I was going to say, she, that things got sexy on Reputation. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. But I think this was her, her most mature album to date once, you know, after um, 1989. I mean, this took her into a different playing field. Totally. It's also, it's funny. Like, I think it's so, when you grow up with an artist, this happens to actors and actresses all the time. Like they're Disney Channel stars and then they do their first role and it's, they do something so far on the other side of the spectrum. And I don't think dress is that far (laughs) into being sexy, but it's so jarring because we're used to, Teardrops on my guitar and mm-hmm. our song, the slam yeah. and screen to go from the slam and screen door to I only <laughs> bought this dress so you could take it off. Like that's a leap. I know. It's funny. I, I um it. when I was playing folklore for Pat, he was like, I don't I, he's like, I just don't know if I can listen to Taylor Swift say fuck. And I was like, why? Wow, it's fucking awesome. But it was so <laughs> jarring to him. Really? Um, yeah. He really was like, this is so weird. And I was like, but it was. It like she had never done anything like that. And now she's just throwing it around. And I I know I'm here for it. I am here for it. And I think Taylor Swift is one of the only artists that could actually make what a state what a shame she was fucked in the head be the most iconic line, lyric that people will scream in clubs. That bridge. You will hear them scream it anywhere. And it doesn't even 
it's not even that like eloquent, but like it's her saying that in that song yeah. is just, uh, I want to feel the serotonin going through my veins when I see her yeah. in concert and screaming that lyric. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I really do that. It is true. And I, yeah, right? that, that song. So I heard someone say that, and I wish I could credit who said this, but I think I like, heard a TikToker quoting another TikToker who was quoting a tweet, like, you know, the infinite mm-hmm. internet. But someone said, Folklore is a better album, but Elvermore has better songs. Ooh. And I was like, that is true. Because, like, yeah. as a whole, Folklore, again, kind of almost a no skips for me. Nope, no Evermore, skips. I have some more skips on Evermore. But... Okay, skips? okay, so Champagne Problems is my favorite song on Evermore. Probably. Obviously. Followed by Tis the Damn Season. Those two songs. Tis the Damn Season makes me want to, I don't even, I like can't even think of anything interesting to say because that song is just so perfect. I want to go home back to upstate New York and like call this guy that I went to high school with that like maybe we brush shoulders in the hallway (laughs) and I want to tell him this is where I'm staying and like we can just hang out. Let's just hang out for Christmas break. Let's just hang out. And then I'll go yeah. back to LA and like, we never have to talk about it. But then when That's I come the home again for like Labor Day, maybe we can hang out again. Yeah. She just encapsulates this like moment oh. that is just that like, everyone has lived through. We've yes. all gone home and it's like, I've never thought, I would have never thought to write a song about that and for it to be so beautiful. And so like, right. and yeah, so th- those two songs do it for me. But if I, okay. This is an unpopular. I can't get behind no body, no crime. Like I'll listen to it, but it's really yeah. doesn't do yeah. it for me. I see that. I see that, and yeah. I agree. I mean, that no one have Olive Garden in it, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, cowboy like me. I like. I like. I like the chorus, but I don't like the verse. This is just like a me opinion, but so mm-hmm. I don't always listen to it, but. The rest of that song, like, you know, the rest of that album is just... Coney Island. More really, Coney Island, yeah. I feel like... through every relationship in Coney Island. Yeah. It's that song is just... Also, like, The National. I, oh, I love them, too. Love. So, yes. These are people that I never would have thought Taylor Swift would collaborate with. Same. Same. And it just makes so much sense. Do you think there will be collaborations on Midnight's? I do. I do too. I'm waiting. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely going to be, I'm curious. Um, some like AI, I get like Twitter notifications when there's Taylor Swift news. This is who I am, (laughs) but it's always from like fake accounts that are like made through AI robots. And one like was like release tracks. And I don't know what they did, but it was like, they like named these Taylor Swift songs that like honestly sounded like they could have been Taylor Swift names, but it was like, it was like love in, it was like love on your pillow featuring Selena Gomez. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my fucking God. Oh, um, I'm waiting for the Selena duet. That's interesting. I, yeah. I mean, they're, they're pals, they're buddies. I'm sure they're going to do it yeah. at some point. Yeah. Has but to be. Uh, yeah. Who do you think is going to collab with her? I don't think she's going to go back to people she's already worked with unless, you know, if we're really thinking about Midnight's as like a compilation of her life, maybe she's going to, maybe she is, maybe she is going to go back to the people that she worked with on Red and and Speak Now and maybe even like bring in ex-boyfriends, which I would love, but yeah, it's hard to say because she's, she's unpredictable. (laughs) So unpredictable. It's, um... I got a lot of, I asked people for their Midnight's theories Ooh. and, you know, there was a lot of like, a lot of people think it's Lover's Sister album, which I think is really interesting. Um, I but I don't what. know if I believe that. I think it's because Lover ends with that quote, like the spoken yeah. word in daylight. And I think people think Folklore and Evermore were a product of the world we lived in. Yeah. So yes. as someone who plans things three years in advance, she was probably already planning what is now TS10 that was meant to be TS8. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an interesting theory. Um, but someone said they think she's collaborating with Stevie Nicks. And oh, I, I have no idea why that. they said that, but like that would be cool. 
I could see that for sure. Yeah. I would love that. And then someone said, we're, fi- we're going to get a new song about the John Mayer era. And I believe oh, that in my soul. God, I can't wait for that. I know. Here's another, I, again, I'm just coming with my unpopular opinions as a Swifty. I feel like I have to hate John Mayer, but I love him. Obviously. I know. Me like too. I, I had a Taylor Swift theme 29th birthday party and you had to come in costume, obviously. Obviously. And you didn't have to be like, I was a Taylor. I was 1989 Taylor, but you could be, as one of my friends put it, anything in the Taylor cinematic universe. Oh, like, like a mirror it. ball. Yeah, like you could be okay. One of my friends came as a green dog. Can you like? Oh, and I didn't. He had to explain it to me, that. but so good, right? I love that. For those who are listening, who are not insane like Alexa and I, and you're <laughs> like, why are you a green <laughs> dog? Like a green dog sounds perfectly. Um, <laughs> like what? Like was she in a cartoon? Um, <laughs> but she in uh, Last Great American Dynasty, which is about Rhode Island. Shout out to my home state. Um, she said, there's one lyric that says she stole his dog and died at Keen Lime Green. And my friend like showed up and I was like, what are you? He was like, I'm a green dog. And then I was like, nailed it. Got it. But I didn't get it on seeing it. How did you even have to ask? I'm really disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in myself too. I gotta tell you. I took myself, I took myself out for a minute. I tapped out of the party and I said, come on, Shan, get your act together. <laughs> but I made Pat be John Mayer because of all the Taylor Swift boyfriends. He, well, I uh, tough because Harry Styles exists. Oh God! Can you imagine if they do something together? I'm really hoping they might. I, I feel like that. it could happen. Because I know, feel like they didn't end on bad terms, you know. Yes. Here's I mean, I, I'm a petty bitch. I could never collaborate right. with any of my exes, but theoretically. <laughs> They're okay. I think they're okay. And I think she's okay with Joe Jonas. I think she's okay with yes. Harry. I don't know about Tom. I don't know about Calvin. Don't uh, think so about John. No, I don't think so about John. <laughs> but I think- Your John is too iconic. Sorry, go. Tell yeah. me. Tell yeah. me. No, I'm thinking, you know, how All Too Well 10 Minutes came out and like we all just went back to Red and we went back to Jake Gyllenhaal and like her birthday party where he didn't show up. And I literally transported my body back to the Red era. And I'm so excited for Midnight's because I think we're going to just be transported back to those big moments that we know happened that she hasn't necessarily always talked about. Yeah. I think it's going to be it's just like so nostalgic, especially if you yeah. listen to her while you were growing up. Like, hundred percent. There's going to be so many things that I feel like we're going to find out and figure out through the lyrics. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, what, like, I'm going to have to have an out of office from October 21st to like October 25th and just find all the Easter eggs. Yeah. Oh my God. For sure. And I, I do that. It is interesting. It was like stuff that she didn't feel comfortable telling us back then. And she feels yeah. comfortable now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But and I, yeah, I, I can't I, wait. I don't, I know in Folklore and Evermore, she didn't really pull it from her real life in some ways. Right. Like she, right. the Inez, um, James, Betty situation. Right. I don't want that. I want to know about her life again. Same. I want to know what she's, I want to feel it. About her. And I think it will. I do too. Cause one of my favorite songs, like some of my favorite songs on folklore nevermore, while I do love the ones like tis the damn season, which is obviously a fictional character. Yeah, but like, she can go home from school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's not just like bopping back to Pennsylvania. Oh, um, break. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah. Um, but the ones that she does like peace or mad women, mad women or hoax, like those ones that are more related to her. Yeah. There's just like a little extra pixie dust in them or something. Oh, right. So much more. Yeah. Grit. Yeah. I agree. So I'm excited to see where midnight's is going to fall. But so I'm trying to figure out my favorite album and I got, I think, oh God, it's hard. It's got to be folklore is a very strong contender. Mm-hmm. It could be 89 and it could be Lover. Wow. And then Speak Now is definitely like, it's not my top, but it's it's up there yeah. for me. Yeah. I love that for you. Um. <laughs> I mean, what, what's, your, what's your ranking? 
I love I that for it. you. <laughs> I have an emotional connection to red. Right. Um, and then I As think- As like everyone else in the country but me. So yeah. what's wrong with you? Um, yeah, I, I think I need to get my brain checked. <laughs> because we're done in love? Oh, no, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think red, I think then folklore, evermore. Yeah. Uh, and those are my three. Yeah, I think that's a that's a strong three. But it's I a very strong three. In my dream of wildest dreams, it would be picking out, you know, ten songs from all of her albums, and that's my favorite album. Oh my god! Now I know what I'm doing when I get off really? the show. I am yeah, I'm creating too. my greatest hits album. Me Obviously, too. all too well. Ten minute version is. I mean, I'll try. That's not, I just want she says fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then any song where she says fuck. I think I just have to like, I just have to shout out the lyric. You kept me like a secret and I kept you like an oath. I, that oh. like lives inside of my chest. Like I think about that lyric on, on a frequent. Right, Shannon, we all know you've never had a secret relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, I don't know that that idea of like, oh yeah, I'm keeping you so sacred, and you're just like, not is is such yeah. a look. I feel like I've been in every dynamic possible of a relationship, and like every single one, she just nails on the head. Yeah, yes, yeah, totally. that all too well is just. Do you think she's going to? talk about joe more in midnight's do you think they're engaged do you think they're going to be married do you what are you what's your question i think he's going to write more first of all and i love that they released lover or folklore i love that they gave him a pseudonym i think that's so cool william bowery it's so good and then but i do think that um i think he's going to be more of a writer because he's obviously very good at it yeah i I don't know that like the engagement ring in Miss Americana yeah is really difficult and also like lover is such a wedding song I mean they, there's vows in the middle of that song Oh yeah yeah So exactly. I, but, but also that came out so many years ago at this I point know. don't like wouldn't they have announced that by now I just think like she I think she's going to want a family soon. Yeah. And I think she's want to, she does probably want to get married to Joe, obviously. Oh my God. So yeah. So what that looks like, like, can you imagine her making songs for like her baby or for like when she's pregnant? Like it makes me want to cry right now. Like never grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another, and this is like too sad to go into and almost too private, but like, one of the songs that I think is the most underrated of all of her songs is soon you'll get better. I have, I have never cried listening to a song and I cry Mm -hmm. a lot, but I've never cried from a song. I know the first time I heard that song, I, I wept. Yeah. And so I think there is this untapped potential in her writing for her family. Yes. But I also want to respect her privacy because like she doesn't have any. So like, wow. You know, live your life, girl. If you want to get right. married in secret, I support that. Right. Do I want to see the pictures of your wedding dress? Obviously. Absolutely. But, Obviously. you know, I got Stella McCartney? Are we thinking Stella? Oh, 100%. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. A Tennessee Also, I just occurred to me, she does shout out Springsteen in that song. Ooh. If she collaborated with Springsteen, I think I, think I would malfunction like i, I don't do know if i could f- survive that i don't think you could <laughs> but that would be i mean he did no that was um not him but i i could see that happening i could okay too. now i have a new dream that's gonna keep yeah, me going until yeah. october 22nd Shannon, you might find your first dance song i honestly so that was a question i was gonna ask we've been talking about this how many songs? How many songs of Taylor is too many to play at your wedding? Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's. So here's a good idea. There are a lot of like orchestra versions, or like true, which I'm obsessed with. 
Um, oh my God, same. You, like you, I think you can spread it out between like the fun dance ones and then maybe walk down to the aisle to love story, but orchestra version. Oh, oh my God. Now I have or chills. Lover orchestra version. Like, right. There's so many versions you can do, but still keep it classy and keep it Taylor. That's very true. I think you can also like front load the Taylor in the cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. And, Cause like, obviously shake it off is going to play. Like there's no obviously. doubt in my mind about that. But like, does the dance floor need to be all Taylor? If I had my way, it would be, but there's yeah, two of yeah. us getting married. So <laughs> well, um, have you seen Victoria Garrick's wedding? I have. Yes. It looked it amazing. Taylor, it, a lot of Taylor Swift was in there. So make sure you take a look. Okay. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hit that up because subtle that's thing. You, subtle. subtle. Subtle is important. Yep. Okay. The last, with the last couple minutes here, do you think we're getting a tour? hundred thousand percent okay if we don't i'm revolting we are but (laughs) i'm scared i am scared of the tour i'm scared about how much money i'm going to have to put down to go to it especially in la and i'm just i'm like i'm getting anxious just thinking about it like all the things that will be going through my mind yeah Uh, it's just i we've been waiting so long for this so but we went to it's happening. It is. We went to a wedding last weekend and my friend Caitlin, who also loves Taylor Swift, um, she was saying she said that she was like, you know, I wanted to go see Harry Styles at MSG, but I saw how much the tickets cost. And I was like, Okay, I don't need to spend that. And she was like, I don't think my <laughs> mind will have that same rational That's what I'm saying, process. So I got tickets to see Loverfest. Which is still, I still sometimes wake up in the middle of the (laughs) night and I'm just like, I cannot fucking believe I didn't get to go to Loverfest and that it never got rescheduled. Like I am heartbroken over that. I know. know. But I bought tickets and the virtual waiting room on Ticketmaster is one of the top five most stressful experiences you will ever live through. (laughs) And I accidentally brought basically front row seats for me and you know them, but two of my friends, Mal and Victoria, for an obscene amount of money. Oh. And I was like in charge of buying for all of us. And I was like, well, this is it. <laughs> and this is it. I was prepared to put down so much money. To be honest, this is also on my first date with Pat. He was like, what's new with you? And I was like, well, I actually just tried to buy tickets to Taylor Swift and I spent so much money. <laughs> so he knew what he was getting into. Woman of my dreams right there. Seriously. But I... The, and the tour, here's another question. I, I agree with you. Scared for how much money I'm going to put down. Are we going to get just a Midnight's tour? Or are we yeah. going to get this brainchild of lover folklore evermore and Midnight's? We're getting everything. We're oh getting everything. We're getting everything that is Taylor's version, number one. Let's say that. Oh, oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Will be Taylor's version. I don't think she'll be playing anything that he who shall not be named owns. Great point. Right. I think we're going to get renditions. I think we're going to oh, get yeah. like, I think she's had so much time to think about this and yeah. bring it in such a thought out way that our minds will be blown. Yeah. I, I would easily spend my savings on this. Like this is, I can't think of a better way. And I say this as someone who is literally planning a wedding. I can't think of a better way to spend money than on this concert. Like it just, I I don't know. Like I just, when I think about the joy it would bring me, it outweighs any potential like, oh, that's too expensive. I actually, I feel like I want to go alone because I feel like nobody who I'm going to I fucking love that will understand what is happening to me at that moment. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't hate that idea. And I don't this want is, this is going to be a spiritual experience. Yeah, it is. It's like going to church alone. Like I want to feel the vibrations in my this body. My church. Yeah. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, t- you know, the Uber is going to be really expensive if we leave now. Nope. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I think I'm going to go that. alone. That's, I, I <laughs> love that for you. Experience. Thank you. That's amazing. I'll go with you if you go. Yeah, honestly, maybe we should meet up in one of our cities and we'll just go cry. and like cry and like kind of not acknowledge each other at all. Yeah, yeah. I like. I won't talk if you won't talk. 
Okay, perfect. It's a date. <laughs> perfect. Well, that is so much to look forward to with so all much. this. Um, Alexa, thank you for coming on and chatting with thank us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun, and you have so many good insights. I'm very excited to debrief once this album comes out about all these me series. Too. All right. Well, thank you, Alexa, for calling in, thank and thank you. you, everyone else, for listening to Just Like Other Girls. Taylor Swift, uh, if you ever could hear this, just know I love you more than anything. Um, but no, truly, uh, this was a blast. And Taylor Swift, I am counting down the days until midnight. And I'm sure once that album releases, there will be a part two of my Just Like Other Swifties. But until then, this was Just Like Other Girls uh, with Alexa Bernstein coming in as a guest and me, your host, Shannon Fiedler. And we will catch you again next week.